welcome to another episode <laughs> of the Ready Set Disney podcast. I apologize for my lack of enthusiasm as this is the fourth time that we're trying this. All three other times it was not my fault. My wife is awful with technical pieces. She's laughing in the background because she knows how bad she is at technical setups and I screwed everything up okay fine it's me I did everything wrong and I'm trying this again and we're gonna try to actually make this episode work so my wife is here to laugh at me and point out all my mistakes say hi babe hello at least this episode I don't tell everybody to go f themselves within the first 30 seconds right we didn't record that that's true right exactly so that's the beauty of a fourth take on this so this episode is about again i'm so tired of saying this at this point (laughs) would you like me to take over yes yeah 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 you do it okay so in the last episode we were talking about the change happening on um splash mountain because they're getting rid of the current theming and switching to a princess and the frog theme yes and you were a little taken back by that because you were questioning the popularity of the Princess and Correct. the Frog yep. and not really thinking that it was that big of a movie that they were going to dedicate a whole ride to it. Well, because at the point, at that point, it came out in 2009. We had a three-year-old who was big into Disney movies, and I knew nothing about this movie. But we had a three-year-old boy. So a three-year-old boy isn't sure. really going to get into a but movie. But we'll get into that. We'll, we'll talk about that. Go ahead. Finish saying what you were going to say. Um. So, yeah, Princess and the Frog I, I don't know if I would use the word flop, right? but did not have the success that so many other Disney animated films have had because when it was released, it was released up against another movie that really was a gigantic blockbuster. Yes. So are you going to give the reveal or would you like me to? It was Avatar. I couldn't remember Avatar. I couldn't remember that Princess and the Frog was released the same time as Avatar, which grossed $77 million in its opening weekend. Um, and it actually, there may have been a week difference. I think uh, I think Princess and the Frog was like December 11th and Avatar was de- December 18th. It was, But they were very close together. Mm-hmm. And so it was no surprise that it got dwarfed by avatar and it was funny that at the time so avatar wasn't a disney movie when no, it came it's out a james cameron movie right, right 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 it's not even listed in disney's like uh movie list so yeah anyway the other thing so not only was it against avatar but here's what i was gonna say to you or what we were talking about it's the the pixar folks and the marketing people were in an argument about using the word princess in the movie because it would eliminate boys. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think we probably avoided going to see it or, you know, exposing MJ to it at all just because of the title. Right. Right. I mean, when you think about it, although I, I don't know that the title really makes a difference because MJ never really watched any of the movies with the princesses in it. He's never watched Cinderella or Snow White. Right, but they also don't call them princesses in the title. They don't. 
Right. But I think people just kind of know that it's about a female lead character who becomes the latest in the lineup of Disney princesses. Although, I mean, both our boys watched Moana. Right. And love Moana. Yeah. And Caleb watched Frozen when he was young and he loved Frozen. Yes, that is true. So, but then here are the other Disney animated movies that came out prior to Bolt. Mm Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, Meet the Robinsons, which again, our kids like, but not a blockbuster. No, not at all. Right? Uh, Chicken Little. Chicken Little was a Disney movie? Chicken Little was a Walt Disney feature animation. I did not know that. Home on the Range. I don't even know what that is. Teacher's Pet. Never heard of that either. And Brother Bear. Oh, Brother Bear I remember. Right. But again, that's the type of movie they were putting out previous to Princess and the Frog. So they didn't have, and that goes back to 2004. So, I mean, if I went back even further, Treasure Planet. Nope. Yep. That, the kids watch that. I don't remember it at all. That's, I think that's the one that one of the boys, that's the one where they're trying to find the, the treasure from their grandfather's uh, map. And there was a professor. One of the boys watched the hell out of that oh, movie. I have no idea. Lilo and Stitch is probably the last movie that made a big animated right that was 2002 so they had seven years of disney animated films that weren't great no and so you go up against a blockbuster movie you put princess in it and eliminate half of your audience and you've got seven years of shitty movies yeah you have princess and the frog it's no wonder i didn't know a whole lot about princess and the frog it's not Mm -hmm. me it's really disney that screwed that part up so (laughs) anyway (laughs) So that was that was what we were talking about, uh, because uh, yeah. So now we're going to get into this week's topic, which is booking your summer trip, as we had mentioned to you, and what you need to do. You're going to keep banging on that thing, huh? I'm sorry. I know uh, I get yelled at every it's, week it's for the computer or the. Phone. Well, this week I went without the computer so that I didn't end up with weird dings in the background, and now instead my phone's falling over on the table and making noise. All right, so we're talking about what you need to do to plan for your summer vacation. So let's start at the beginning and just kind of say, how far in advance can I book my trip? You can book your trip more than a year ahead of time. Right, yep. Um, again, it was some of that, I'm going to put a caveat on that. It depends on how you're booking if you are booking through Disney or through a travel agent, yeah. you definitely can book a year or more in yeah. advance. It looks like 500 days, but you can only book a room. Right. And and that to me is so bizarre because a lot of people want to book a whole package, you know, and get their room, get their, right, get their park settled. tickets. Yep. So that part I don't understand. I also, I mean, listen, in my brain... I have my Disney trips for the next 500 days planned out. Right. But I don't know anybody that books a vacation like that far ahead of time. But either way, if you would like to, you can. Through the Disney website. we don't. I'm, or not, through a travel agent. Right. And we're not talking necessarily about staying off of Disney property. No. Right, that this is that just, I can't yeah, speak to. Right, this you know, is, I just thought of that. I was like, oh, I wonder how far you could book a hotel that's not on Disney property. 
we can do a little bit of research on that and maybe that'll be the start of next the next episode but anyway so it's like 500 days if you want to stay on property that you can just book a room mm-hmm. um and how how late can i book well you can attempt to book as late as you want um yeah. the problem is that you depending on how um how busy of a time that you're looking to travel in, you may have limited availability in your options. But to be honest, you know, I was shocked because we had a friend last week who reached out and said, hey, I know someone that's looking to book a trip to Disney in April. And I started laughing. Right. Thinking, there's no way. I'm not going to find anything for you. And, and I was pleasantly surprised that there was quite a lot of availability yeah we had um i think the question come up came up about like oh well she's not sure where she wants to stay or something and it was like well it doesn't really matter where she wants to stay it's more about where we might be able to get her to stay right and you did some research and found there were a lot and now just to put a, a disclaimer on this we've been in april mm-hmm. during april vacation and it was a madhouse. Probably the busiest we've ever been to the parks. Definitely. And we've been in June, July, August, October. Like, it was yeah, bonkers Yeah, we'll have to see April. how it compares to Christmas. Yeah, but it was bonkers in April. So that's why we it thought. It definitely was. Well, you're not going to find a spot. But there was lots of availability. Um, so that so you, even if you wanted to book two to three months out in advance, you could do that. You could. Um, again, you may not get your first choice right. of where you want to stay. Um, the one thing I would tell you that I would 100% not recommend waiting is if you plan to go at Christmas or at Thanksgiving. Right. That's a good you point. You know, April vacation, not everybody in the country has that set of weeks off it's more of a northeast area kind of thing so it's popular it's busy and then you've got you know some schools that might still have a spring break happening but the entire country is celebrating thanksgiving right yes and a large i mean a large number of people are celebrating the christmas hot whether you're celebrating the holiday or not the schools are not in session yeah so your kids are on vacation and a lot of people are traveling so for those if you think you're gonna travel at for those times and you're gonna try to book two to three months in advance you are going to be out of luck the other caution that i would throw out to people is i wouldn't book any less than 60 days because then you're inside of your dining reservations. Mm-hmm. And if you're inside of the dining reservations, chances are good that you're not really going to be able to eat anywhere in the park. It's going to be really, really tough. Well, it, not to say that. I mean, ev- all of the table service restaurants do reserve a certain amount of walk-up right. reservations. But you're waiting. But yes, you're going to be one waiting or two What's going to be left is dinner at 9.30 yeah, at night. Yeah. Or you're not going to have those prime know. spots that fit well into your schedule and yes. what your family wants to do and whatnot. So I guess that's the only caution that I would throw out there. Now, if you're if you're like, listen, we're, we're not going to do sit-down meals. Everything we're going to do is quick service. Then then great. Good for you. You know, book 30 days in advance and you'll be fine. So mm-hmm. um, the other thing I would caution folks against if you're last-minute booking like that is to 
watch out for special events or things that are going on because I just looked. And so Tron is opening April 4th. Mm -hmm. Magic Kingdom is sold out. You cannot get into Magic Kingdom oh, that day. I'm not surprised. Right? And so I would assume April 4th, 5th, 6th, that following weekend, you're not going to be able to get into Magic Kingdom. So if you're booking last minute like that, be careful. Look around. Make sure there's – it's got to be a really special thing because usually the parks only sell out at the, you know, those November, the December, peak. the Easters. Like mm -hmm. even when we were there for Easter, it didn't sell out. But, like, there has to be a huge thing going on, like a ride opening, for it to be closed out. So just take a quick peek before you decide to set up a last-minute vacation like that. Nothing worse than booking your hotel for a couple of days and then going to buy tickets and realizing, oh, shit, I can't even get into Magic Kingdom mm -hmm. for the three days that we're going to be there. So just be careful for that. So speaking of which, what tools and tips and tricks and things do you we like to use so let's talk to the folks about some of the things the resources we use when we are planning and getting ready for our vacation um so do you want to start with the resource we use to book our trips sure go ahead okay so though we are official disney travel agents that is something that has just happened recently and we've never really had the ability to book our own stuff we've always um we have for the last many years booked our trips and are made our room reservations through david's vacation club right so for that um you can start making your request to try to secure your room 11 months to the day of your date of travel Okay, so talk to me about what. how do we use David's as a tool? Like, how do you check dates on it and stuff? So right on their website, they have a cost calculator. Okay. So you go in and you select the dates that you want to travel, and it will show you every single one of the DVC resorts, all of the different uh, room types, be it the deluxe studio, the one bed villa, the two bed, all the way up to if you want to book one of the bungalows on the water at the Polynesian. And it will give you the pricing Okay. for every one of those room types at every one of the resorts. Okay. So it's really easy to kind of price compare, look at what your options are, and then make decisions. And you put in a request saying, you know, this is my first choice. You can actually make three choice selections. Yep. So if your first choice isn't available, they'll go and they'll look at your second, etc. Um, and this has happened to us a number of times. If your all three of your choices do not have availability, right? They'll kick back an email to you saying, "Unfortunately, your options were not available, but." these resorts and these room types are available and these are the prices and then you can kind of look through the list make your decision you email them back and say yeah you know what instead of those first three choices we'd like to go with this option and then they will work on finding a dvc member with the number of points needed to secure your reservation okay um, all right, so that's one of the tools that we use to book. We use David's. Uh, a lot of folks will also just go directly through the Disney website themselves mm -hmm. to book. 
Uh, some folks might use a travel agent like us to help them book. We've also, before we were uh, travel agents, we used AAA yep. for one of our first bookings, which was great, to be honest with you. It didn't cost us anything. We booked with a travel agent over at AAA. They set up everything for us, except for meals. I think we handled meals for yes, that trip, you, right? Yeah. You have right. even back when they did like the dining plans and such, if you used a travel agent, they would get your meal plan set up and paid for for you, but your reservations themselves you have to make but on now, your own. We as travel agents, we can actually make the dining reservations for folks if they let us know. I don't know if mm-hmm. you know that, but anyway, so those are those are some resources you can use to help book. Um, and then if you wanted to read more info on exactly how to use David, you could always go to our blog, ReadySetDisney.com. There's an article on there, and I, that's what I was just looking up. I wanted, just wanted to remember the name. It, it's called Booking Your Trip, and it's from May 25th, 2019. And we really talk about um, the whole process of using, using David's and mm-hmm. we kind of walk people through that. So if they want it, um, we should also go back through that and update it a little bit. But anyway, uh, that's some homework for us. What other tools do you do we use? Let's talk about crowd calendars and how we pick our dates to begin with and, mm-hmm. and what crowd calendars we like to use. So we've used a couple of different crowd calendars. Um, and we, we had a little bit of controversy per se because you had one that you like to use I had one that I liked to use and we ended up kind of during a trip looking and realizing oh you know what the free one is actually a little bit better a little bit more accurate yeah I don't know that I would even say that it was better or more accurate but it was free it was free, and I, and I feel like it was pretty spot on. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't, there wasn't a glaring difference that I, but again, so one park tells you, oh, you know, I'm sorry, not one park. Both sites will tell you, oh, avoid this park, go here. Okay, so we wouldn't go to the park that they told us not to go to, so we don't know what that park looked like. True. So it's hard to But I, if I remember correctly, in some of our planning, we had some contradicting. Um, Maybe. The two, web, the two websites or apps were telling us different things. Like on this day, it my app was recommending, say, Epcot, and yep. yours was recommending Hollywood Studios. Right. So there was some disconnect. Yeah. In that, generally speaking, I feel like they were both pretty, um, pretty similar in terms of who, which parks to avoid. Yes, that's true. Yes, yes, that was always pretty consistent. So, what's the free uh, app or website that we like to use? I always use Undercover Tourist. Yeah. Um, and it's literally if you just put in Disney Crowd Calendar into a Google search, and it's one of the first few that'll pop up. Um, it's undercovertourist.com, and it'll give you, again, same, you know, for each day of your trip. Yeah. These are the parks we recommend you go to. These are the parks we recommend you avoid. And it will actually give a rating on a 10-point scale, yep. like – The crowd level on that day in the Magic Kingdom is expected to be an 8 out of 10 or a 5 out of 10. Um, Just, it is something to keep an eye on 
as you continue to get closer to your trip. Because again, you know, we will make reservations months in advance and we start trying to lay out our plans. Um, but but it will change. Right. The, the, and I think they live update and they change things based on now that Disney has the park reservation system, yep. there's a much more accurate right, way true. to determine how many people are going to be in that park where before it was just using kind of historical data and based on time of year and all that other stuff. But now, on any given day, that's how Disney's deciding what their cost is going to be when they charge you for tickets. Right, like, <laughs> right, yeah. But I don't know that undercard, Undercover Tourist has access to the live Disney info that they're kind of gathering. No, they do because um, you can buy your park tickets through Undercover Tourist. Okay. And you have to... They have the um, the reservation calendar on their website where you check the reservation calendar before you buy your tickets to make sure that there's park availability on that day. Okay. Um, so they definitely have access to the reservation calendar. So <laughs> I don't know if they have access to know the specific number mm. of tickets that have been sold for that day. But they they certainly know, like, oh, on this particular day, Hollywood Studios is sold out. It's not available. So they know that that's going to be a 10 out of 10 day for Hollywood Studios. So we were just talking about April and how busy April is, right? So April 1st is a 9 out of 10. 1st, 2nd, 3rd, 4th, 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th, 9th, all 9 out of 10. Uh, on the 10th, it drops to 8 out of 10. Which is surprising to me because the vacation week is later in April. And then it goes uh, down to 7 on a, the 11th and 12th. And then it jumps back up to 8 for several days. And then it, it dips significantly there at the end of uh, the middle. Just just after the middle. The 19th through the 20, uh, 28th. I call that lies because that's April vacation week. It's pretty quiet. It's down to a five. So, yeah, it could be interesting. I wonder if April vacations are different. But anyway, so you can see all of that stuff. Everybody got their April vacation thing out of their system last year while we were there and realized that it's bonkers and said. The other thing I like about Undercover Tourist and the the paid one that we used previously – is that uh, it does all of the parks in Orlando. So it's mm-hmm. not strictly Disney. So it'll give you Magic Kingdom, Epcot, Hollywood, Animal Kingdom, Universal Islands of Adventure, Universal Studios Florida, Universal Volcano Bay. It'll also give you SeaWorld and Discovery Cove. So if you're planning to jump outside of Disney World and want to go to other parks, it also gives you crowd calendars for those uh, parks and attractions. Did touring plans do that also? I don't I don't remember, to be honest with you. We yeah, never I don't really think we even it. shared that. So yeah. touring plans was the other crowd calendar we used, but that was through a paid subscription. Right, and again, I think it was like, I want to say it was like 20 bucks for the year. It wasn't super expensive, but again, if you're only going once in a year, it just didn't seem to be worth it when there were so many other free crowd calendars because mm-hmm. there's another one, WDW Prep. Yeah. 
uh, also has a crowd calendar, which we've never compared the two, but also a free calendar. So there are lots of free calendar resources out there, so it just seems silly to pay for a subscription. And WDW Prep is a, a site that we've used uh-huh. often. Like, yes. they're, they're a reputable, been around for a really long time, and definitely know their stuff when it comes to Disney yeah, planning. I, I, for the first couple of trips that we were booking, I used their packing for Disney checklist because I really liked their checklist and we were still new at it Mm -hmm. and so that was very helpful so there I can remember we had like the printout yes and we would like check off everything as we packed it yeah 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 yeah. so that's uh that's another site that we like to use to gather information when you're preparing for your trip um let's talk about sites that we use uh for news and information like Tron is opening on April 4th. What sites do you like to check? I personally love allears.net. I don't know if you have used that or heard of that one. I have. Um, I've used them more um, just when I'm doing a quick search on things. I actually get two different um, daily email updates that come to me from um so one is the diz diz daily okay is is probably my favorite um okay but it's interesting because i have found that very often they are a day behind yeah on like the breaking news stuff i don't i don't know when they put their content content out and post it or where you know what part of the world they're located in okay um but the other one that i use is disney lists disney lists i've never heard of that one yep so that's a daily email that i get and disney lists usually will send the breaking news stuff i'll get the information through that email okay before i see it show up in my my dis daily okay so those are the two sites that or uh, resources that you use to get information from uh, from what's b- sort of breaking in the mm-hmm. parks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, websites we also use. I love personally what used to be the mom's panel. Yeah. You know you can't call it the mom's panel. And as a dad who goes to Disney, maybe you could call me a Disney dad. I never got offended. That it was called the mom's panel. I didn't. I didn't. That's I, because you're usually the offender, yeah. not the one who gets offended. Maybe, maybe that's what it is. Always blame it back on me. Um, <laughs> I did. I mean, I was. It was just a name. Even though they had dads on there answering questions, I did. I do like the mom's panel. Uh, my my appreciation for it has definitely dwindled a little bit. So, what mom's panel, dad's panel? What is it now? Uh, What's it called now? Plan Plan Disney. Disney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. It's Plan Disney. Right. So um, the Plan Disney website, essentially what you do is you ask questions. You you can post a question. And the folks on that, uh, uh, they they select people to answer the questions. And they're like real-life people that have families or are single. You know, they pick a variety of different people. And the person that best 
mimics your situation might answer or respond to you. So if you're a dad and you're a single dad and you're bringing your kids to Disney and you have a question and you sort of say that in your question, then they'll kind of have like a single dad say, hey, this is what I do. So it's like for like kind of. Um, the only uh, – and they have a search bar. So you can actually search questions if there's something specific that you want, which is great. The only downside to that is, say you just want to read through some of the questions you don't really know. You just you're just trying to gather information. The downside to that website is there are a million questions on how to get from point A to point B. Oh. Yeah, yeah, and by that I mean like, oh, we have breakfast reservations mm -hmm. at Cape May at 8 a.m. And we're staying at the Swan, um, not Swan and Dolphin, but we're staying at Animal Kingdom. Like, how can we get from Animal Kingdom Hotel to Cape May's breakfast? And then they, they like go through all, and it's like so exhausting, especially for somebody who has been as many times as we have. It's like, okay, if you can't figure this out at this point, like I can't. I can't, can we just have a transportation section so I don't have to read through it? So that's the one downside to that website. Mm -hmm. um, you you don't really you're not. I don't use the mom's panel plan Disney whatever because I feel like there have been so many times where I've been tempted to say like how do I get to be one of the people that answers? Yeah, you have to apply. You have to apply. You yeah. have to go through a whole training yeah. process. But yeah. I'm like, I'm the free version of the mom's panel because. Whenever I have friends or people yeah, I know true. are going on the trip, I've had people down in Disney sending me text messages going, hey, I got to do this. How do I? <laughs> right. And and uh, we actually just set up something to make it a little easier for folks that maybe don't have your cell phone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. We I, uh, I just used our readysetdisney.com website to set up a separate email mm -hmm. so that you can email us questions, literally questions at readysetdisney.com. It'll come right to us. So if you have questions and you don't want to go through the transportation shit on the Disney panel, plan Disney, whatever it is, you can email us and we're happy to answer your questions. We may even read the question um, during the podcast and talk about it. So or, if you, you want know, to do that. Even if you have a transportation question, you could bring it to us versus You could bring it to us, but I'm probably going to make fun of you while we talk about it. For, stop it. I'm just saying. Um, Listen, not everybody's been to Disney as many times I, as we I have. I understand that, but there's also just Uber, okay? Just Uber. Just call a car, have a car pick you up and drive you wherever you need to go. You don't need to be on this thing forum asking. Just email. Ready uh, oh questions God. at readysetdisney.com. Unless I'll you want to hear me rant. I'll say I'll answer them so that the re replies are not snarky. And... <laughs> um, the other resources and tools we use, obviously, we highly recommend. You can't go without using the My Disney Experience no. app. You can't. It, I, it's a I must. think they, they've made it at this point so that everybody has to use it yes yes so we will and we'll we'll dive actually let's just go ahead and dive into that because um some of the tips and tricks even we probably could be better at doing is before your trip getting into that app and getting familiar with it and knowing where things are in the app one tip i had heard was um to go in and set up your friends and family list, especially if you've been with other people, 
in the past, mm-hmm. you should go into the app and remove them from your list for that trip. Otherwise, when you go to make your Genie Plus reservations, it's going to get screwed up. So definitely do that. Yes. Or if you've never been, just go into the app, like put all of your family into your group. Um, if you know what park you're going to be in each of the days, you can go in and kind of select the park that you're going to be in and like who's going to be with you on that day. You could say everybody in my party. Um, we may get to a point where like the boys are going to one park and we're going to another. So if your kids are doing that, you can the, the kids can go in and select that as well. So it's really uh, convenient to go in and do that kind of stuff. The other thing you can do, you can also link your payment options right mm-hmm. to the My Disney Experience app, right? It makes that faster for you. So just go in, put in the credit card that you're going to use for your trip. Load all of that stuff Which ahead is, of time. That's really important when you're doing your dining reservations yep. because a lot of the table service restaurants didn't think of that. will yep. require you to have a credit card on file. They do not charge anything to your card at the time of reservation. Yep. But they have it there. So that should you blow off the reservation or anything like that, or if they need to make any incidental charges to your credit card, they have it on file. So not all restaurants do that, but particularly um, more of the the signature dining restaurants. So you don't want to have to worry about that in that morning on your dining reservation day where you're scrambling to try to get all the restaurants that you're looking for to have to sit there and and put in your credit card information and, you know, get all – it's just, again, anything with Disney, we've talked about this so many times, minutes matter. Yes, absolutely, yes. So if you can have that credit card information preloaded so that all you have to do do is click the button that says, use my credit card on file, and it'll it'll move you through that dining reservation process quicker so you can move on to try and grab – grab the next one right absolutely great point and that's the same thing with the genie plus and not having to select each of the people to be on the ride and that kind of mm-hmm. stuff just make it the whole party and whoever doesn't go doesn't go um the other uh other tools and resources that we use one that i wanted you to talk about a little bit was the dining reservation so obviously you can make dining reservations uh 60 days out from your uh arrived your check-in Arri- date your arrival day yep. okay so 60 days before your arrival day, you can start making dining reservations. What site do you use? How do you use – what's the countdown that you use? Oh, I just have like a countdown app in my phone because okay. I'm crazy. And so every day I can check how many days is it until the next time I get to – But again, that's important not so much about Disney but for those landmark things that are timed for you. I feel like it might also live in my Disney experience somewhere. I don't think it does. Or they no. used to have a countdown in there and now it's gone. Yeah, I... they used to have a countdown, but now they don't tell you like, hey, you're, you know, there's not a pop-up to say, hey, you're, you know, right. t- Tuesday is your 60th Time day. Time to make your reservations. Yeah, right. I don't remember getting those in recent trips. So that's why I would always say to folks, Set a calendar. You know, it doesn't have to. I, I'm sure your Alexa can do it. Like, do set up something so that you have a tickler to remind you. Um, uh, resources for booking transportation to get out of the airport. What do we use? We've used a few different things. Yep. 
So obviously we always used to use Magic Express because it was free. Yep. Um, that is no longer an option, but if you want to do something similar to it, you can book through Mir's transportation. They are the ones that owned all those buses for Magic Express to begin with. So it's the same buses. They just had to remove Disney's branding from it. Um, you can just Uber, which we have done. Yep. Um, we've also done if you happen to have like a travel a credit card that has travel bonus perks to yep. it. Um, we've done things where we've used our travel credit card and set up free transportation using the um, yep. the credit yep. card yep. perks. And there's also do the minivans. Minivans are airport? yep. Minivans are back. Okay. Yep. So you can book a minivan. They are. Um, they're probably the most expensive of the options. Yeah, but you got to figure this, right? You got a little girl that's four or five years old, and it's her first trip to Disney World. Oh yeah, I mean you're driving in a van that's yeah. You got to get a minivan set up to up. look Jesus. like Minnie Mouse. Yeah, come on, suck it up. But um, there's also uh, Sunshine Flyer. Okay. Is the other? Um, it's a bus similar to like a Mears system. Yep. Um, and I believe they are a little bit less expensive than mirrors truly um but in the research we not research in the things that we've done and tried since magic express has gone away uber is no more expensive right than doing any of the bus stuff either mirrors or sunshine flyer and you don't have to get on a bus that's going to stop at Four different resorts before you get to yours. Your Uber is going to take you directly to your hotel. Yeah, yeah. The only um, hiccup that we had with the Uber was, uh, remember uh, when you got out of the airport, you collected your bags, and it, there was like a, a road above us, mm, and we were on yeah, the road below. The signage isn't really great yeah, about where you have to Go. Yeah, and so where the car was picking up, I would definitely caution it's either like the first floor or the second floor. And so at one point, you stayed on the floor that we were on, and I ran upstairs to see if the, the car was, was up, up there. there. Yep. Um, so that was a little dicey, and I think we had made notes about it. It was kind of ugly. It wasn't great. Um, but again, I, I feel that like was that our was, first time I was doing it. I say that was the trip when we went with the boys in April, but then when you and I went yep. – in july just the two of us i don't remember there being any issue about that at all no so when we went in april with the boys we used the credit card points yes we we had that big van and that was like a limo service that they just stood there so maybe it was the trip just the two of us that we were using the uber yeah because if it were the boys were with us i would have sent mj up there there's no way i would have run all the way up those steps that is true that's Um, why you have a teenager so that they can do the the pack work for you right um the other thing about using uber versus one of those other services is those services are going to pick you up on your way back to the airport for your return trip right three hours in advance you're talking about mirrors yeah the because bus they don't they don't want to be held responsible for you missing a flight or anything like that so you and again you get picked up at your resort and then you're stopping at three other resorts right. to pick up those people it is much quicker and you don't have to get up quite as early or get out quite as early if you choose to uber right so uh the other uh resources and tools 
uh, we highly recommend if Disney has it as a service, there's probably also a third party vendor close by that could provide that service. So I'm talking about wheelchairs, strollers, groceries, alcohol. There are so many things that you pay a premium for on Disney property. If you just do a little bit of research, you can probably find a third-party vendor that mm -hmm. will bring whatever you need to you, pick it up at a much cheaper price than what you're paying for Disney uh, using you know the convenience of getting it directly from Disney. Mm -hmm. But there's no difference for it, right? I mean, somebody's bringing it to you either way. Right. I don't care if they're coming from Kissimmee or if they're coming from you know the hotel lobby, whatever it is, you know. So uh, think about that too. The other thing that we would always recommend for folks that are getting ready for their trip: listen to podcasts. Uh, obviously, ours is always very helpful. I try to listen to a couple of other podcasts to give folks some recommendations. I didn't really get through many of them. What I was surprised to find was a lot of them are couples. Makes sense. Now, here's something I've never – we listen – Nobody dropped the F-bomb like I do, though. Mm, well, that's what that's separates – That's a big surprise, huh? That's what separates us yeah. from the pack. Yeah. But <laughs> I, I do remember at one point when we were driving, I feel like we were driving to a soccer tournament, and yeah. so we were – you were – putting a podcast on and yes. I said whatever you were listening to was not in my wheelhouse and I said can we please find something that's mutually agreeable are yes. there any good Disney podcasts yep. and the few that we did listen to seemed more like people just talking about news yes and what's that's true yes not necessarily so much about planning our we do a little bit of both you right. know we do the what's happening but then also some tips and tricks for for travel so i don't know if the rest of the stuff out there does a little bit of both or are they yeah. more no most of them are more about like what's happening in disney world where we are definitely more about like getting ready for your trip and, and how to plan and that sort of stuff so that's a good point um so yeah those are the uh talk to friends that's the other big one uh, especially, you know, I, I had had a question, like, what resources do we use for dining, selecting dining places? We don't really read Yelp reviews. Or, no, I don't read know? Yelp reviews. Really, what I do if we're looking at, I mean, at this point, again, we've been to a lot of times. And we do have our favorite restaurants that we tend to go back to over and over. But we've tried, each trip we try to get, like, one or two Absolutely. new um, new experiences in and really what I do is I just go to the Disney website and I write if right on the Disney website there's like things to do places yep, to right, eat yep. and you just look at it, you can filter it down to I'm looking for places to eat in Epcot and then you can view the menus <laughs> so really that's all I do to prepare I'll look at the menu and say is there stuff on this menu that all four of us are going to eat? This looks like it might be a good option. Right, yes. And so menus are available on the Disney mm -hmm. main website for you to check it out and kind of get ready. But also, like we said, talk to friends, talk to folks who have been. What restaurants do they like? Um, because that's always a great way to get recommendations and... Um, right on our last trip, we recommended yes we recommended Teppanito yes to friends of ours that were traveling with us, and they 
have been to Disney a number of times right. and they had never eaten there. And they were like, really? Yeah. And after they went, based on our suggestion, it's now their favorite restaurant in Disney. Right. So right. Their kids defini- have said, that's it. That's our, you know, it, it overtook Ohana, I think, yes, as their favorite as their place. Favorite. Or, or it's like 1A and 1B. Like yeah. their must-dos yeah. when yeah. they go. So, yeah, you, talking to friends, even if you've been a million Absolutely. times. Absolutely, yep. You know, there, there's always something well, that we could be missing. Well, we have one. My sister told us to go to the Skipper Canteen. Right, and we've never been. And we've never been. And then we, we've both read articles that it's great, and then – we just seem to talk to people who are like, oh, my God, yeah, I love that place. And mm-hmm. so now it's on our list that we're going to hit that in May. So yep. that's what we mean. And as many times as we've been, we've always walked past it and never thought about doing it. But now we're going to do it because we've talked to people about it. So, yeah, absolutely. So um, so that's the – anything else that we're missing? I don't think so. Okay. So that's how that's our recommendations for prepping for your trip that's coming up in the summer. Um, the other thing – well, one thing I did miss – the summer is hot. Mm-hmm. Be prepared for that. Um, be, be prepared for the heat. Be prepared to take breaks. Be prepared to have water, either bottles that you can fill, frozen water bottles, um, cooling towels. We love a cooling towel. Please don't bring the neck fans. I hate a neck fan. <laughs> I will uh, take it off your neck and smash it on the ground if I see it. For the record, you have never touched anybody's neck fan. I know, but I'm pretty close be, at this you point. You may be tempted, but, you know. Yeah. Uh, ex- uh, plan your days out based on the weather. You know it's going to mm-hmm. be hot. So think about what parks you're going to be in on which days. Unfortunately, we didn't really talk much about water parks for the summer. Is there anything from I a mean, prep standpoint that folks should do? We haven't done a ton of water parks. You know, like, I did water parks more as a kid than okay. we've done as adults or with our own children. There's really not much you need. I mean, it's a water park. You need... You know what? I, I, don't, I don't like the water parks, and I'll tell you why. The the lines are ridiculous. They are long. so long. I mean, they, the kids are waiting 45 minutes to... To, to get go. on one slide. Yeah, it just it just didn't seem worth it, to be honest with mm-hmm. you. Um, so, but, that, but that's been our experience. Other folks may absolutely love them and... Great, good for you. Stay out of the park. I'll go to the Magic Kingdom. You can go. Well, I think the part of the problem with us, too, was, like, the water park was a half-day commitment for us, and then we were we had plans to be in a theme park. Okay. Because that was the trip that we were there with the big family. Oh, right, yes. So we had kind of gone off on our own for the morning to do our thing at the water park, and then we were meeting up with everybody to do dinner and whatever. Um I think maybe for those people who are water park people, it's really like a you get there when the water park opens and you camp out on your beach chair. Right. And you're there. you are there. Yep. Like for the duration. And so you can just sit and relax if you want to. Or, you know. Again, or wait in a line. For or a, wait in a line. You a know, depending slide. on the age of your kids, you send your kids off to wait right. in the yep. line and you float yeah. around in the lazy river like <laughs> yeah yeah i just i didn't i wasn't a big fan but uh yeah so just be prepared for those kinds of things um obviously it's going to be the summertime you're going to need sunscreen and you mm-hmm. know hats and all of that ponchos stuff. ponchos you're going to need ponchos buy all of that stuff again that's one the, those are those third party things mm-hmm. that you can get outside of the gift shop you know get your get your um 
uh, signature book, your autograph book, your pens. Get all that crap before you go there. Your trading pins. Don't buy that stuff online. I mean, uh, buy that stuff online. Don't buy that stuff in the park. So there are lots of things. Always check websites. You know, ready, set, Disney.com. Our blog will also give you tips and tricks how to park your, how to pack your park bag, that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, that's what's going on. And again, if you have questions for us, you can reach out to us at questions at ReadySetDisney.com. Uh, we'll we'll be happy to uh, answer any questions that you might have. And for me, upcoming shows, you can always go to my website now so that I don't have to keep spitting them out on these. Uh, there's a website now, CoreyGComedy.com. If you want to see dates that I will be performing and you want to come out, that would be great. Uh, other than that, we're good? We're good. All right. Travel safe. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.